Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to The Treatment Room. I am your host, Tessa Zali, also a licensed esthetician, of course. And this week, we're going to dive into your listener questions. And I'm going to be listening live and responding. I love these kinds of episodes because they really give me an insight into what you're thinking about and hopefully help me to reach more people rather than just responding via DM. I'm hoping this can help more estheticians and skincare lovers. If you're not following me already on Instagram, my handle is at myestetessa. It's always linked in the show notes. This is where I post on stories weekly question boxes or ways you can participate in the show. I don't have a podcast Instagram because I just, I don't have the time or the resources at this point. I just have my personal aesthetics account, but that's where you can follow along and participate in the show. I love getting feedback and just hearing what future topic ideas you would be interested in. So without further ado, let's hop into the first question. Hey Tessa, this is Tara Roman um, in Sarasota, Florida. My Instagram handle is at inside19out. Um, and my question is, I want to start my own skin consultation um, business online. Um, and I want to know if there's any kind of apps or websites that you use to make this job more organized and easier and more professional. Um, some things that you can share with us. Thank you. Hi, Tara. Thank you so much for this question. I am just wishing you so much luck and success with the virtual consultations. I think it's something every esthetician should consider no matter what your current business entails, whether you're brick and mortar or not. I just think it's it's a really smart way to bolster your business. Say you are sick or injured or your client was on vacation, they couldn't get in a treatment for whatever reason. We had another pandemic, knock on wood, that's not going to happen. But it's just a really smart way to stay connected and still offer a service without performing a physical treatment. And I think a lot of people appreciate a way to stay in touch with you, to purchase products, to, you know, even just have a consultation, have a program or a treatment plan recommended for them. Even if, you know, say you have, you don't have availability to see everyone for in-person appointments, you could perhaps squeeze in like some 30-minute initial consultations in the meantime, just to get the client started with, you know, maybe like a core skincare routine. So that way, by the time they do get an actual appointment with you and they can come in, at least they're, you know, kind of squared away and at least off to some sort of start. 
So I'm going to take you through a couple of apps and things that I use to keep the business organized. This is a great question. So number one is a Google Voice account. I'm like such a big advocate of Google Voice. (laughs) Google sponsor me. So the reason I'm such an advocate for it is because I think the number one mistake I made when I was first starting my consulting business was having all of the communication on my iPhone. So like personal communication, stuff with family members, friends, my partner, and clients all on the same phone. And there's no shame in this. I know a lot of successful estheticians who just have the one phone and they really prefer that. I used to feel that way too. And I was like really stubborn about getting another number. But let me just tell you why I think it's so important. Number one, just psychologically to separate personal communications from client communications Having that separation does a lot for you mentally. And I used to (laughs) respond to clients' messages like at all hours whenever they would come up. It was also my mistake for not communicating when my clients could reach me. But because everything was on the one phone, I'd be, you know, watching a show with Dylan or just, you know, enjoying a weekend and then I would get, you know, all these messages and it's totally, I think on the esthetician to communicate those boundaries. If we don't set boundaries, we can't expect our clients to know. And <laughs> now that I have this separate line, it it just, it's taken so much off my plate. I can't even tell you <laughs> just to have a place for one, let me explain. So Google, you can sign up for a Gmail account that's free and you can get a free phone number. So this way, all the messages are on my desktop and it just really helps me compartmentalize and check the messages in my normal business hours. I feel like estheticians are notoriously bad at like separating work and taking self-care time and like taking time for ourselves. I think that's really hard for us because a lot of us are nurturers, but I just think drawing that separation is so important. Also just for security, you know, so I use Google voice now. I mean, somebody could, let's hope not like steal my computer, but it would be hard to do that. I have really good security in my building Somebody could potentially hack my email, but I think the likelihood of that is less likely because my stuff is really protected versus, you know, say I'm out and about or traveling and my phone gets stolen. I would just rather keep that client information as protected as possible or, you know, just like change my password on my Gmail if I needed to. But I just feel like having a phone, I don't know, I'm holding my phone right now. (laughs) Having a phone is, having everything in one place is a little bit riskier. And it's just like, I don't know, think about if you were to get your wires crossed and like text your client when you thought you're texting your mom or your boyfriend. I don't know. To me, I just think having that separation is 
important. So that's what I do. For the actual client calls, I do use FaceTime. And I'm kind of contradicting myself here because I do use my personal phone to FaceTime clients, but I let them know in the appointment and in a follow-up email, I'm very clear. I say, please use the business texting line to reach me. The reason I do FaceTime instead of Zoom is because I personally have Zoom fatigue and it just reminds me of the pandemic. And like anytime somebody asks me to meet on Zoom, I just, I don't know, I'm like exhausted (laughs) thinking about it. So I feel like it's already a scary thing to call a stranger and open up about your skin insecurities. So I feel like FaceTime feels more comfortable and it's just what works for me. Okay, for photos, I use these shared albums just on the iPhone. This way I can invite my client to the album so we stay on the same page. And I think it makes them feel good knowing like I'm tracking your progress. I'm not just, you know, throwing some product at you and like, you know, just trying to sell you something. I truly want to offer solutions that are going to show a result with time and having the photos is kind of like an open, open way to keep that communication open and to stay updated together. I ask my clients to update me monthly with a photo on their shared album. And it's really easy for them to just add a photo to the shared album rather than email me, then I have to keep track of it. So that's one reason I like the shared album. I know a lot of SDs do like bi-weekly check-ins like every other week, which is cool too. I just feel like since our natural skin cell turnover rate happens monthly, I just feel like I don't want to micromanage the progress. Not that other estheticians who do that are micromanaging, but I like to give it some space. Like I already know the skin is going to go through some changes. It's going to take some time. Some people might feel like once a month is, is not enough, but I also offer the texting line. So like in between that time frame, we're still kind of staying in touch. My clients can still ask questions, but for me, I think a monthly photo update is like perfect. And I don't know, I think it just also allows the client to understand, you know, we might go through some ups and downs and I don't know, I just kind of feel like it's a little over the top for my purposes to update with photos like bi-weekly. So we do monthly. For notes, this is another thing I get a ton of questions about. So there are a couple note-taking apps that I like. (laughs) One is Aesthetic Record. And when I mentioned Aesthetic Record last time, I got (laughs) so many DMs like wanting more information about Aesthetic Record. I would empower you to check out their website. I do like this software system, but the best thing to do is go to Aesthetic Record and do the free trial. There's no credit card required for the free two-week trial, and it's just, it's kind of difficult for me to walk through all the specifics of Aesthetic Record, so it's easier to just try the trial, 
see if you like the interface and how it works. There is a section where you can keep notes. It's very medical, like it has a, it's intended for more like medical spas to, you know, attain consent from a doctor or a derm if you, or if you just work with medical staff. So it's used in a lot of those types of settings. There is also the app Simple Note, which is also password protected. I like Simple Note a lot. It's it's very straightforward and simple. It's literally just a note-taking system, just like the Notes app in your iPhone. It looks just like that. So you basically can keep a running list there. If you just want to take like basic notes on your client, that's the best place to do it. With Aesthetic Record, you can keep the notes and pictures and, you know, a bunch of other things that are part of their treatment plan, like they have that built in the app. It's it's the app system I know about that's designed for estheticians. So it's more specific to our industry, whereas Simple Note is not. There's also Vigaro. I've never used Vigaro, but I know they have a note-taking system as well. So those are some note-taking platforms. You definitely want something where you can keep your notes and I would definitely write the date and the products the client is on each time you meet. So that way you can kind of keep track of what they're on and just, you know, a brief like summary of them, their skin type, any outstanding pieces of information about the client, you know, if somebody has had a history of acne or they've been on, you know, certain topicals or I don't know, they had, you know, some big hormonal change. I think it's important to keep on track of that or if they have any allergies just to have those notes and be clear on it. And that way you can review like before each follow-up appointment with the client, you can review all that they are on and just, you know, kind of stay on top of that. So it's not like every time you meet, you have to start over and the client has to explain everything over, if that makes sense. So for my booking site, I use Calendly. I might be the only esthetician who uses Calendly. Most people use, I think, Figaro or what are some other ones? I'm, I'm blanking. Square. Square is the other one. So those are more popular systems for making appointments. My web designer just felt like Calendly was the thing she wanted to use for a website. So I didn't really know anything about, you know, those booking systems at the time. If I were to do it over, I might use something like Figaro. But Calendly has never really steered me wrong. I do like it because it will send text reminders or email reminders to your clients, you know, whatever you prefer. It is very easy to see my schedule. It's easy to reschedule people if you need to. You can color code different types of appointments you have. I also collect payment through my Calendly. So there is a a section where I have the price of my services. And this is a little bit unique about my business, but I actually collect the payment before the appointment. And if somebody were to cancel within my cancellation policy time period, which is 
believe it's 48 hours. Um, yeah, it's 48 hours. Then I will of course refund them. But the reason I do this is because, I mean, especially virtually when you're not having that in-person interaction, I don't want to put myself in a position where people are just, you know, making a virtual appointment and no showing me, ghosting me, and then I lose my time. So every provider can think about how they want to do it. Do you want to do a 50% deposit? Do you want to, are you okay with collecting the, the payment after the appointment? I will tell you guys, I've never, ever had anyone fight me on collecting the payment beforehand. And if anything, like my cancellations are, are, they barely happen. I'd say like maybe one or two every six months. So I do think having, uh, collecting the payment ahead of the appointment, it kind of like holds people accountable. Like if they were just going to flake and and ghost, you know, maybe they would chicken out and not book an appointment with me. But I feel like the people who do book my services are more serious and like they've kind of mentally already committed to it. It's also nice because we have the appointment and we don't have to discuss afterwards. Like, oh, you owe me, you know, this much money. It's like already taken care of. So it's just what works for me. And I know it might not work for everybody, but yeah, that's what I do as far as my payment. And I use PayPal for my payments. And I use Squarespace for my website. So Squarespace is where a client will obviously go on, see my website tessaskin.com. Then they're going to toggle down to the service they want. And then they're going to book through there. It takes them to Calendly and then they can see my entire schedule. Also, what's great about this is I never have to go back and forth with people like, does Tuesday at four o'clock work for you? No. Okay. What about Wednesday? None of that. My clients literally can see my schedule when I'm available online book what is available that works for them. Then I get a notification that the client booked. I have the Calendly app on my phone and I get a notification through my email that somebody booked. That's when I send my client my intake form, which I had my web designer create that like consent and intake form. You could use job form. You could, you could, I'm sure there's a million ways to do it. I'm sure Vigaro and other scheduling platforms have a way to do it. I think Aesthetic Record also has a way where you can schedule appointments through the software, but I just, I use Calendly and I use, yeah, my own intake form. So the client gets my intake form. They complete that. I also have them send in their photos. They do do that through email. I take the photos and create the shared album for the client. I invite them. And then by the time we have our appointment, by the way, I ask for the photos and the intake form one to two days ahead of the appointment. That just keeps people on top of it so they're not scrambling to take photos like five minutes before the appointment. And I also let the client know I want clear photos and good lighting. I do ask that the client has a friend or a relative take their photos 
for them. The reason I do this is because you get the front facing camera, not the selfie camera. So it's a, a much higher quality of photo. I also made this mistake when I first started out just asking clients to take pictures and they would of course use the selfie camera. It's it's so important to have good photos if you're doing online consultations because we can't touch the skin. We can't look at it up close or look at it under a magnifying lamp. So when I was getting those selfies, like it's kind of hard to distinguish what the client is describing. So can't stress that enough to get good quality photos and have them take like a few, a front facing one profile, both profiles and any area in particular that concerns them, have a take, have them take a photo of that as well. I think those are all my little software apps, things like that. So Tara, thank you so much for your question and I appreciate you. I wish you so much luck with your consulting practice. This episode is in partnership with Gloss Genius. Made for salons and spas, Gloss Genius is the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience, which we are all about here on The Treatment Room. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Gloss Genius empowers you to run your full salon or spa in a stylish and smart way while feeling supported at every step. For 50% off for two months, go to glossgenius.com slash signup and enter code TTRSPRING or check the show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. We're going to move on to the second question. This is actually from a friend. Friends, strangers, everybody is welcome to submit a question when I do this. So her name is Cam Chizuski. We actually met through Pomp. And Cam is amazing. She is the sweetest ever. Her handle is the Desert SD. And she recently moved from Palm Springs to Charlotte, North Carolina. She is originally from the desert though. Hi, Tessie. So my question is for you. What is your all-time favorite product, favorite ingredient? Um, what is the one product that you cannot live without? I know that's probably a hard question, but what is the one product you would take with you on a stranded island if you had absolutely nothing else? Classic deserted island question. Okay. Thank you, Cam, for participating. I've never been asked this. This is hard. Okay. The thing with me is I'm such a routine person. I just feel like even the best product for your needs is no good without the rest of the routine. So I can try to give a more minimalist answer, but it's really hard to choose just one thing I would take. I'll do like a deserted island starter pack, maybe just three things that are like my top things in my routine. For one, gotta have an SPF. I can't be an esthetician on a deserted island without SPF. So for that, my favorite SPF is by Glymed Plus. I will link it in the show notes. I feel like this is an underrated SPF. It is the Photo Age SPF 30 Plus with the blue label on it. So if you're 
a normal to dry skin type and you just constantly feel like your skin is gasping for more nourishment and hydration. This is one of my favorite formulas. It is very emollient. So if you're oily, it probably wouldn't be for you. But if you're more dry, it's truly a lifesaver. And I feel like if I was on it, if I was on a deserted island, that's what I would want. I also love this clinical's Eclipse SPF. Both of those entries are a hybrid mineral and chemical SPF. And Eclipse is more of a universal, more sheer type of formula. So I feel like that's a good one just for anyone else listening who doesn't want something super nourishing. So that's SPF, gotta have it. And I mean, I have to wash my face. So of course I'm bringing the reset, my cleansing set, double cleansing set. It's a cream cleanser and a gel cleanser. They're both fragrance free and designed to support the skin barrier and improve the health of the skin through the cleansing process. That was kind of the struggle I was seeing in consultations. I really believe it all starts with cleansing. That's the foundation of your routine. You might be just rinsing it off, but it is still so important to have a good quality cleanser for your barrier health. If that is not strong, it doesn't matter what the other products are. So cleansing is actually hugely important. I feel like people write it off sometimes, but that can make or break a skincare routine. So that's where I start. That set is safe for acne prone skin, safe for rosacea prone skin. It's clinically trialed by estheticians and it's just the best. If I was on a deserted island getting a lot of sun and just, you know, having a lot of inflammation, that is what I, I need to have. <laughs> I can't just choose one, even though you can buy them separately. For me, it's a package deal. Okay, that's kind of the basics. SPF, cleanser. I'll just do one more that's like a treatment product that's truly, to me, it's more of a solution than just a product, which is Gian Marini's Duality. So... I'll tell you about duality and I'll tell you just a little bit of my backstory with acne so you can truly understand how much this product means to me. So duality is both a retinol and a benzoyl peroxide and a peptide product. So it's for age management, it's for acne management, and it's for barrier health. Okay, so Let's go back to just before I even ever struggled with acne, I was that annoying kid that had flawless skin, invisible pore size. Through middle school, high school, college, my friends would struggle with acne, with acne, and I would just I was kind of fascinated by it and I just I could not relate. I didn't have breakouts. I actually didn't go through puberty until later in life because I had some health problems when I was younger and I struggled with my thyroid a lot. So I was a really skinny kid, always being pulled out of school for doctor's appointments. And it was really hard for me to gain weight. I ate a lot, but I did a lot of sports and then I had an overactive thyroid. So I didn't get my cycle until I think it was either end of high school or beginning of college. I actually had to go on some steroids to 
helped me grow. <laughs> and now you would never know. I'm like pretty tall. I'm almost, I'm five, five, seven, I think. And, um, yeah. So normally I mentioned that because normally women will get acne around the time they start puberty and, you know, their hormones are in flux, but that didn't happen for me until way, way later. So everything was kind of delayed for me. And, you know, I went through my twenties and never really had a, a breakout, maybe like once in a while, but I mean, I slept in my makeup all the time. I, I did not think about food the way I do now. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, I eat, I just, I focus on food because to me that is medicine, that is health. That is what has allowed me to keep my autoimmune condition managed is nutrition. But yeah, back then, no, I I didn't know the first thing about (laughs) nutrition and any of that. So Cut to my late 20s, I started to get a couple breakouts and, you know, I decided to get a facial. Immediately I was hooked. I was obsessed. I couldn't stop looking at my skin the next day. It just looked like glass skin and I wanted to have that feeling forever. So I decided to take the plunge and go to esthetician school. At this time, my acne was starting to worsen. My family would bring it up all the time, not in a mean way, in in a, a way coming from a place of wanting to help, but it's totally that thing you might've experienced if you had acne where it's just like constant unsolicited advice, even from really well-meaning people, but people who just who don't know how to help think they might know how to help like people would tell me to drink more water and my dad bless his heart went to the dollar store and got me like all these acne products and came home with a bag of acne products and was like here try this I tried the peel pads I tried everything at Sephora all the acne stuff and what ended up happening was just damaging my skin barrier. Eventually, I got sent to the germ. And also, just side note, it is so dehumanizing if you're in the wrong germ's hands in the medical system with acne because I just, it was it, it was totally embarrassing just sitting there and it's like I didn't even have to say anything before they just tell you you have acne and and hand you these prescriptions and you you just go out the door like what <laughs> you know nobody teaches you how to use it or why or tells you what you need to be using alongside those prescriptions so the first time i tried tretinoin was a total fail i remember i was using a glossier cleanser i probably still have a youtube video <laughs> of me sharing my skin routine when I first started tretinoin. I had the Glossier cleanser, probably a Glossier moisturizer, the Glossier sunscreen, just anything marketed toward millennials that was in pink. I was such a sucker for. So I was using that alongside this mid-level prescription, just the wrong prescription for me. They gave me the clear gel formula and I think 0.05%, which is not the strongest ever, but it's strong and you really need to be on the right healing products when you're introducing that. So I remember the the first week I tried to use Tret, my face just 
peeling off like Elmer's glue. It was on fire. I'd never felt any sensation like that in my life. And I was like, I have to use this every single day. I'm not going to have a face. So of course, like so many people, I stopped using the tretinoin because I, I couldn't continue with it. There was no way. I was in esthetician school at the time. You know how that goes when you have so many people touching your skin, you're trying all these new products that are more potent than anything you've ever used before. So my acne just kept getting worse and worse and worse. The more people that touch my skin, the more stuff I used, the more peels we tried. And eventually I went back to the germs. This time I got a prescription for tretinoin at a slightly lower dose in the cream formula, which was better suited to more dry skin. <sighs> Things were slowly improving, but they're not great. And I think tretinoin can be a, a great prescription. It helps a ton of people, but it is more of a long tail prescription where derms don't want to see you for three months. Like in the first three months you're on it, they know you're going to be purging. They know things might get worse before they get better. So... I was on that. I remember, I'll, I'll never forget. This was like, felt like one of the lower points of having acne. I had, I was single at the time. I had connected with a guy I'd gone to college with who I always thought was so cool and popular. And I couldn't believe he like noticed me and wanted to connect and go on a date with me. And at the time I had just started my YouTube channel. I was really passionate about makeup. I had actually, one of my first jobs in LA was working in PR for NARS. So I had all the makeup, like all the foundation, all the cream, blush, bronzer, highlighter, primers, like really beautiful makeup, but let's be honest, just makeup that's not made for acne prone skin. So I was piling on the makeup, trying to film videos all the time, and I remember getting ready for this date, putting on the foundation, the, I loved like anything illuminating, and with acne, if you're just piling on a ton of illuminating products, it just, it makes it look worse because it's, it's, the acne is like hitting the light from every angle. And I just remember looking in the mirror and feeling completely heartbroken that I was about to go on a date with this guy I was so excited for. And I just did, I did not like what I was seeing. So I ran to the bathroom. I just remember feeling, starting to feel panicked. This all, also this man had asked me to drive an hour and a half to meet him for the date. Should have been the first red flag. And then I had to wash off all the makeup because it, it it did not look good. There was so much texture. And starting tretinoin, I was at the point where like, it's hard to wash your face. I wish I had the reset then. But washing my face twice a day was already a struggle, let alone washing my face more times to remove this makeup and start over. My skin was peeling. It was breaking out. It was just doing everything. I had to sit down, try to redo the makeup. And 
I, I had to leave. I had to leave for the day. I had to get in the car and I, I didn't like what I saw, but it was kind of just like, this is the best it's going to get. And I remember the whole drive, just constantly looking at my skin in the rear view mirror. And it, it just breaks my heart looking back on it because I feel like your twenties and late twenties, it's such a pivotal time in your life. And it's a time I wish I could have looked people in the eyes and had more confidence and, you know, gone into a date thinking about what are qualities I'm looking for in a long-term partner? What do I want to know about this person? And I just couldn't be fully present because the whole time I'm thinking, is he looking at my skin? Is he wondering why I'm an esthetician because I have so much acne? And that's all I could think about the whole time. It was just a loop in my head. And of course the date didn't go anywhere. Of course we didn't connect because I wasn't fully myself and I, I wasn't confident. And so cut to, you know, a year on Tret, I things were going really, really well. And things started to finally clear up. It took a long time, but finally things were fully managed. About that time, I also stumbled upon Glymed Plus. And to me, Glymed Plus is like the line I use for skin health, skin maintenance. It's a excellent line anyone could stumble upon and just have like really good success making some product uh, purchases even on their own. I just think that's such a better quality and so much more clinically proven to treat skin conditions versus what's over the counter, what's at Sephora. And Glymed is still one of my favorite lines. It's kind of like my maintenance line. To me, it wasn't enough to fully manage my acne condition, but it's like my staple line where most of my stuff I use is from Glymed. But so at that time, I was finally starting to see clearing. I would still break out from time to time, but I was overall really, really happy with my skin. It just wasn't, it wasn't completely, completely managed. I'd still wake up and have like one or two breakouts kind of day to day. So about that time, I'd asked my friend Kat, who had just started working at Jan Marini, and I had asked if she would come on my podcast. <laughs> Shout out to you, Kat. And she was like, you know what? Why don't I see if Jan can come on? And I was like, oh my goodness, this lady seems so impressive. Would she really want to come on my podcast? Okay. And then you meet Jan and she's like the coolest, just nicest, easiest person to talk to. Although it's definitely intimidated, but she started educating me and just telling me more about the clinical trials and all the great research that backs up her brand. She offered to send me duality and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know if things could get any better. Like I've just been through so much with my skin. I don't know. And it was just really hard for me to try something new. I understand that hesitancy to try something new when you have acne prone skin, but I kind of took a leap of faith and I tried duality and this has been the game-changing product that has allowed me to get to total clearing. I still use a handful of other acne products to kind of hit the acne from different angles, but 
duality is my game changer. This is the most confident I've ever felt in my skin. This is the best results I've ever seen with my clients. That's what really makes me love duality, not just my experience with it, not just Jan's experience with it. She's a two-time Accutane failure, and she uses this product to this day because she's that acne-prone. She has to treat her skin every single night. Same thing with me, and same thing when you're using duality. It's going to keep that bacteria static. It's not possible to kill the P. acne bacteria forever. That would be bactericidal, which is not possible with our human function. But as long as you're using duality regularly and daily, if you can, that will keep the P. acne colonies down. So that's why to me, it's more of a solution rather than just another product, but I could not be without that product. So that's what I take on my desert island. If you want to purchase duality, you can email me tessaskinconsulting at gmail.com. We do ship free and fast. Thanks to Pomp. They provide my medical director and they are what allows me to carry Jan Marini. So thank you, Pomp. And thank you, Jan Marini. The duality, duality as a product, it is best if you can do a consultation with me. So we can create a custom acclimation schedule and we can make sure you have the proper routine to support duality. Duality has been clinically tested in with independent physicians, not, not like a sponsored Jan Marini study, independent dermatologists in Canada in minus 20 degrees Celsius temperatures. The people who went through that study came out with not only improved skin from an aging perspective and acne perspective, also improved barrier function in those extreme, extreme temperatures. So to me, tretinoin is good, but duality is like the gold because it's going to treat aging concerns, it's going to treat your acne, and it's going to support barrier health. So I don't know like what more you could want in a product. So for me, that's like my holy grail. And those are my my three little holy grail things. Photo Age SPF by Glymed, the Reset Cleansing Duo, and Duality. Okay, thank you, Cam, for that fun question. So I do realize I answer every question with the longest story possible, but is that not the point of a podcast? So thank you for being here. Hopefully you're still here. And we have one last question from Cecia Farron. She is an esthetician in Arizona, and her handle is CC Skin Studio. What advice do you have for a solo esthetician wanting to expand her virtual consultation side of her business? What are your best practices, um, recommendations on specific emails that should be sent out beforehand, and just how to best organize that? I'd love your insight. Thanks, Tessa. Thank you for this question, Cecia. So it's a little bit similar to the first one, but let me see if I can add anything to the first answer. I think I just want to say like, obviously I have systems now and I use certain apps and software, but I just don't want estheticians to overthink and then maybe not take action because it seems 
overwhelming. So let me just try to simplify virtual consultations and what they are at the end of the day. It's a conversation you're having with a client. So the most important thing is not the apps, the tools, the systems, it's that connection with the client. So as long as you both have a stable internet connection where you can connect and you can ask the right questions and think about their routine strategically and use your knowledge of products and skin conditions to help that person and really keep keep the focus on helping that person rather than selling products. Again, we want to sell solutions, not just products. So just focusing on how you can help them and really stay present and focus on listening. That's like the biggest piece of advice. I know it sounds simple. It might sound cheesy, but if you do that one thing, you will likely have success and all the other things don't matter as much. I feel like I just also want to stress that I started this consultation business, not having the systems in place, not having everything figured out. I still made mistakes, but the business was still just as successful in the beginning as it is now because the intention was really to help people. And I think the other stuff will sort itself out. Okay, I'm going to get off my little Apple box, but that's my my little spiel I just really want to stress. And I would think about virtual consultations just like any other service that you offer. It's going to be pretty much the same thing. You want to collect an intake form. Maybe one thing that is different is you do want to collect the photos. I do recommend following some of the guidelines I mentioned at the beginning as far as getting really clear quality photos, getting a thorough intake form, getting their consent, and getting that information one to two days before the appointment is also really, really important. Again, because people leave things to the last minute and if you set those expectations, provide that structure from the beginning, that is just going to help you out so much. Before I had that rule in place, I would I would start to get ready for the appointment like 20 minutes before and I would realize I don't have their intake form. I don't have their photos. I'd have to contact them and then I wouldn't get a I wouldn't get quality photos and the intake form would be rushed. So so just doing that stuff in advance. And how it works, again, is that somebody goes to my website, they book the appointment, I then get a notification that they've booked the appointment, and that's when I send an email with just basic instructions. I welcome them and thank them for booking with me, and I let them know the conversation will take place over FaceTime. And I give them the basic instructions for how to take their photos. I send them the intake form. So for me, it's just a link that I send the client. But however you have your intake form, that is what you'll send them. And, you know, you could let them know if they have any questions ahead of the appointment. They can reach you over email. Otherwise, you'll see them for their appointment. And that's kind of it. Like, it's not a huge, scary thing. Again, it's an email 
welcoming them with an intake form and directions for the photos. That's really it. Then we meet on FaceTime. We have the appointment. I walk through all of my questions with them. I go over their form before the appointment. I look at their photos before their appointment. So I have a general reference point. And then we can even look at the photos together while we're on the call just to make sure we're kind of on the same page. And it's more of like a collaboration where I'm asking what is, you know, something in your skin you would like to improve. They're pointing it out. I'm kind of corroborating and and looking at the photo at the same time. That way we can also have a conversation about what type of change, you know, is reasonable. And I can start to create a treatment plan and kind of a strategy for us. How I work and how my process works is after our call, I do take about an hour and I know everyone's process is going to be a little bit different. I prefer to have no more than two to three consultations per day. I do price myself so that that is a reasonable amount of income for me to make that day. But I prefer to price myself a little bit higher and really take my time with clients, have time in between appointments. And I mean, you don't want to make the process inefficient for yourself, but I like to take my time and feel like everything is really thorough and customized. I'm never giving two clients the same routine. It's not like I have a melasma routine and an acne routine. Skin is so personal. So I really take the time after the call to go over everything they told me and create a treatment plan for the client. I then type up a whole routine for the client. I type up some tips and anything that might be important for the client to know for their lifestyle and home routine as it relates to the skin condition they present with. So maybe they present with rosacea or acne. I'm also going to provide some insights on general tips and guidelines that they should be following at home. And I stress to my clients, if you follow this plan, if you try to stick to it, doesn't mean people are gonna be 100% perfect every time. But I do stress, you know, if you have compliance and really keep referring back to this plan, read it, print it out and come back to it. If you feel like you're starting to stray, everything is in this like skin guide that I give to my client. There's step-by-step routine, everything they should be following and all the information to have optimal results is in that document. And I also reply with an email, including this skin guide, which for me is like a PDF that I send my client. I also send them an email. I ask them to please confirm once they've read everything because a lot of people don't like to read, but it's absolutely critical to my process that the client takes the time to read everything I have provided and that they know they have a great resource right there. So that's something I stress. And from there, that's where you can decide what your check-in process is going to be with your clients. I encourage my clients to meet for a follow-up visit, usually after 
two months is when I like to see somebody again, just because it takes time for them to start implementing some lifestyle changes to slowly get on the routine. It's not like I send them home with, you know, five or six or seven products and just say, start it all tomorrow. I do have my clients slowly build with the products and patch test everything just out of an abundance of caution. That's how I like to work just to be extra careful. And yeah, I, I stressed my client after the meeting and in an email when I would like to see them for their follow-up visit. And I do think clients expect to hear that and they want to hear that. So don't do them a disservice of, of not saying we should meet for a follow-up because it communicates confidence and it also communicates that this is an ongoing process. It's not a one and done. It's not a one consultation and your skin is fixed forever. It needs to be an ongoing check-in process and um, that includes follow-ups and regular communication and check-ins. So I communicate the expectation as far as how we will stay in touch. For me, it's a shared album. It is, you know, using my business texting line or email to check in with me and then follow-up visits usually every two months, but it can change a little bit just depending on the person. But I think also just communicating that follow-up process and having resources that you're providing to the client, especially their routine. I think that's kind of something that should be a requirement for every esthetician, even post-facial. And I, I remember how it is working in a spa where you're so busy and you're like scrambling to write down a treatment plan for your clients before your next client. But I just think that's so huge for the results. And it's so important that the client understands the steps and, you know, how they're going to be apply each be applying each step to us as estheticians. It might seem like basic information, but you never know. There's so many little things when it comes to a skin routine that might confuse somebody. So just making sure they have that in writing so they can follow it and nobody's confused is critical for results. We know home care is like 80% of the equation. So you really want to take the time to make sure somebody knows what the home care routine is going to be and understands what the follow-up process is going to be like. I always like to communicate with that, that with the client before they even ask. So they understand like, I'm on this. I've done this before. I have a process. And I think it just makes people feel like safe and secure. So that's pretty much my process. I hope that was helpful. I'm going to wrap up the pod here. Thanks guys so much for listening. Please let me know how you like this episode. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, please feel free to leave a comment on my latest Instagram and let me know what you would like to hear. And that way I can kind of see everything in one place and it's not getting lost in the DMs. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at myestitessa, on TikTok at myestitessa, and YouTube, Tess Zolli. I think that's it. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And thanks guys so much for listening. Love you so much. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday.